Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 100, Episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, September 18th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. the News Ghostbuster. Uh, that's courtesy of the Ramen King, based on Robert Evans's mistranslation of Zeitgeist. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! My mom's calling again! Opossum gang is real! <laughs> she won't get off this call! Saying raccoons are evil. Damn. Uh, Damn. I welcome the embrace of that bomb, and I'm sure Christy Yamaguchi Main does too at Crispy Meme Donut. I called, he responded. Thank you for that, Lincoln Park, aka. Keep those coming. I will also still do Nickelback. Um, you know, I'm just feeling like many different genres for these AKAs, but for now, let's keep them both coming. Thank you to all of you. Mm. And thank you for the belated birthday wishes also. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. You're the big... Uh, big 96 years old. 96? Yep. You look well, amazing. You look terrible for your age. Nah, man. 35. 35. Wow. Just like Prince Harry. Yeah. I can't lie, you know, because people already know how... They know how old Prince Harry is. They know how old I am. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I am the internet's... Known fact. I'm the internet's Prince Harry, as we all know. <laughs> yes. Because um, so. the, the internet lacks a Prince Harry. Yeah, they so. really does. Yeah. Uh, well, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Teresa Lee. What's up? Welcome back. What's up? Welcome back. I'm the Scarlett Johansson of Asians of Comedy. I was going to say, yeah, with your blonde hair, I was like, this is a little yeah. problematic for me. Yeah, I'm, appropriation goes both ways. Yeah, yeah, it really, yeah. Does, it really does. Do you think, <laughs> you know somebody might do that shit. They're like, oh, and what about her hairstyle? Yeah. Oh, no, it's going to happen. Have that, has there been somebody who's been called out for appropriating Aryan hair? Well, people have been called out for being hair. like uh, uh, trying to assimilate, but that's that's more tricky because I feel like well, that's you know, called mental colonization. Yeah, because I I do think I remember you know before Beyonce was Queen Bee, but she was rising as Beyonce. People called her out for like dyeing her hair and light lightening her skin, or maybe so allegedly right. perhaps well no but I mean more in the sense of like people saying like you can't have blonde hair because that's cultural because that's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. no because most of the blondes I know are who are white are fake blondes yeah they just right. like it's a lifestyle that they buy into when they're 12 and it's, then blonde is a are. lifestyle it's a state yeah. of mind it's not yeah. a culture how has your blonde hair changed your life Teresa um wow I am very rich uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a rich Caucasian yeah. Caucasian woman people approach you on the street and um hand I, you money uh, you know, the one thing that I realized when I did this was I didn't know, like I've done it before, but this time it hurt way more. And I just have a new oh, admiration. Yeah, like they, it burns your head when they bleach your hair blonde Ooh, to wow. the point where I was crying. I was like, take it out. And, uh, the woman who did it, she was a Korean woman. She was like, beauty is pain. And just like refused to do it. Uh, really? Like yes. she's, it's like, she's seen it so much where she's like, you look like you're dying, but I know you'll be fine. Right. You need um, this pain. So I kind of do admire um, people who are hot for a living because I think it's very painful. I think they're constantly oh, yeah. crying. Totally. Is it just from like bleach? I'm so ignorant because I'm yeah, bald no, I think don't dye my I hair. I think it's uh, like how corsets are going to be in the future where we're like, that was just bad. I think we're just burning our scalps Aww. and everyone does it and it's okay, but I can't be good yeah. for you. <laughs> the, it only, the only thing I can connect it to is that scene in Malcolm X when he's uh, relaxing his hair. Right. And I'm like, mm. and I asked my grandfather, I was like, what was that? He's like, this shit hurts. 
right with the hot comb yeah Yeah. wow Wow. anyway so uh, yeah i expect to uh to be very rich by this time next year or it will not have been worth it right Right. uh well beauty is pain i think we've all (laughs) learned a lesson yes sir uh we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today we're gonna say a fond farewell to shane gillis from the cast of snl what a run what a run uh we're gonna talk about trump's very tonally sound attempts to appeal to hispanic voters well again he we keep thinking maybe we've got him cornered this time and yeah Punches his way out oh, somehow. Man. He's a genius. He's a political genius. Uh, all the uh, right-wing people who said that, I think. Uh, they, we got egg on our face. Yeah, we look pretty silly. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, whether the president will step down if he loses the 2020 election. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos is trying to be a furry now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about how that's going. Uh, Sean Spicer uh, should be you know, trying to be a furry somewhere, but instead uh, he is being normalized by Dancing with the Stars. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a new Pizza Hut uh, food innovation. Bless them. uh, And the Stream Wars. Stream Wars. Some upcoming uh, creations from that. Uh, And, of course, we'll talk about the OA, uh, the canceled Netflix show. Uh, but first, Teresa, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, um, so I Googled what it means when your dog keeps sleeping under your bed um, <laughs> when they used to sleep on your bed. Because so on rather than on top with you? Yes. Yeah, so he used to sleep on my bed and I used to try to teach him not to, but then he just did it. And I was like, OK. And then all of a sudden he won't sleep on my bed mm. and he kind of like i feel i kind of feel like it's like a you know personal rejection sleep, yeah it's, it really feels like i'm in a loveless marriage sure. um he did just get his annual checkup and he's fine so it's not a health thing so i thought maybe he was having some sort of emotional aversion yeah. to me mm-hmm. but most um articles just said like they it might be depression which i'm not sure or it might be um that they just are hot but it really, <laughs> it really feels like the way he's been like, we'll come home and now instead of going to my room that he, where he usually does, he goes to my roommate's room and her door's usually closed and then he sniffs for a moment and then looks at me and then goes to my room. So wow. I'm like, this dog- He is- never scratches at your roommate's door though, no, right? Because like, that would get- be a dagger through right, my heart. Right, that would be like, please get me yeah, away from this bitch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like a- Very he- subtle emotional he- warfare. Yeah, to- yeah, I feel like yeah. he's trying to tell me that he- doesn't want to be in this relationship. I really don't know what to do. Like, do you give up a dog that, that was, doesn't love you as much anymore? Was there no, like, evolutionary reason for that? Because I, I always wondered why, like, my dog always sleeps at the foot of my bed. Yeah. And there, and I read that it's, like, a pack animal thing. Like, right. where they're just yeah. like, nah, my, my station is to be at the foot. I think, I think that's what I've read, that I'm supposed to be the alpha. Perhaps I did something that in his eyes... Ashamed him. <laughs> you self cucked yeah. in front of your Perhaps. dog. Perhaps. So like, now he doesn't respect me and he's this choosing weak to. Ass yeah, yeah. Master. Yeah. It's, it's very bizarre. I don't have an answer. So yeah. Any dog owners out there. I think you've got to beat up another dog in front of him. Right. I, think yeah. I do. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, you know what we'll do? We'll, f- we'll do. Okay. So he doesn't speak English, but I will. <laughs> well, you don't I, know that. Yeah. Well, he is here. Okay. So um, I do feel a little awkward. Okay. Well, we'll test this out. Okay. I will come and like fake rob him on the street. And oh, then and you'll I'll save pick- him. Yes. Exactly. Throw <laughs> yes. hot coffee in my eyes. I right. think I have to like, defend our um, exactly. abode from a robber. Right, yeah. right. And then yeah. he'll respect me exactly. again. Exactly. No, and don't tell your roommate either because 
her, her, or <laughs> whoever uh, your roommate is, you don't want them to give, you want them to react as yes. authentically as possible. So the dog knows that you are the protector. Yeah. Right. I think that's, that's a very good idea. I think I'll do that. So if anyone wants to rob me, um, I will give you my address <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the end of after the show. <laughs> but if that doesn't work, the only responsible thing is for you to give him to me. Because right. your dog is adorable, and I want it, him. He does kind of look a little like Finn. They have similar uh, yeah, yeah. mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like a uh, less uh, just <laughs> uh, messed up looking. One thing I my did dog think has of... an eye that goes in all sorts of different directions. Uh, we I like to call that an independent eye. <laughs> oh, Wooshu has wonky eyes. He's got. Oh really? Yeah, his eyes are wonky. Calm. You call him wonky, I'll call him independent. Call him right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not dependent on the other the one. The independent spirit award goes <laughs> to my dog. The, dog's eye. <laughs> the right one. The thing I was Aww. thinking of, remember in that piece about uh what's her name? The Callaway influencer. Oh, Caroline Calloway. Caroline Calloway. Yeah. There was a reference to how she would like had a bunch of King Charles Cavaliers right. or whatever. Yeah. And I thought I was like, I wonder what Jack thought when Yeah, no, all part. narcissists. That's our favorite type of dog. Was it that she wasn't taking what was it the reference to like and like another she... King Charles that she would barely pay attention yeah, to or something? She wouldn't pay she wouldn't take care of it and other people had to deal with it yeah i also think like more dogs would sleep under beds if they like thought about it because dogs dog... <laughs> it's more comfortable i mean right. logically well no dogs like caves like dogs used to like live in dens and so like that's a comfortable thing for them to do right it's comforting yeah it's not the fact that he's under the bed it's the fact that all of a sudden he yeah something from... changed yeah, and yeah. Then, like okay yeah. Sorry, I, I think I just have to work on, you know, my our relationships. Maybe, uh, maybe I should t pass him around to other friends for a couple of weeks at a time, right. and then See that way he, let him explore his options. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or like a and but or anyway, we can Look. we can talk about all kinds of ways to manipulate your dog emotionally. Oh no! Later. Look, it's clearly something you did. I was just trying to spare yeah. your feelings. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Oh, um, gosh, what is overrated? I think. I think owning houseplants um, and having like a ton of them is overrated mm. only because this is a personal vindiction because I can't keep them alive mm. and uh. if I can't do it and I was a straight A student then nobody else should do it. Yeah. Right. I feel like I'm a mother who's trying to get pregnant. Uh, and <laughs> everywhere I Every see. Every time, yeah, there's babies, babies. Babies everywhere. I mean, people are posting these pictures of their beautiful homes, right. beautiful plants. And yeah. I've tried and I've tried and every plant I've had well, dies. <laughs> I I'm I believed myself to be part of the no plant can survive under my care uh, <laughs> tribe of people. But um But then God decided to smile on you yeah. and her majesty. And then her majesty knows how to water plants. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I I realized I was just terrible at watering plants. Mm. And so now I have like we got alarms that we gotta we gotta oh, adhere to to okay. keep them fed. Or also like are you trying like how many are you killing well, succulents no, too? I'll I feel like oh, we've heard about this with you. One succulent I put in my bathroom. I didn't know. Okay, you know what? I was wrong. No, the succulent is not supposed to go in the bathroom. It's too humid. So that was my mistake. But every plant I've gotten, I've also it's been like someone will say, oh, this is a very easy one. And then I'll put it in the one worst place because right. I don't I like buy them from Home Depot, which I guess is not what you're supposed to do because they don't apparently they don't really know how to tell you what to do. But they I'll all keep ask, going under your bed. Which is a problem. Maybe that's what it is. He's like yeah. he's mourning his his <laughs> right. like sibling plants that have right. died. Right, yeah. right. Um, no, maybe I, I'll give it another shot. I just feel like it's like so much heartbreak. I feel like I can't bear fern. It's just hard. I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> I can't bear fern. <laughs> bear fern. It's overrated because it also feels like the it feels like the thing I'm supposed to have. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Fake plants.
I know. I, I they're have, getting better. I have yeah. one fake plant. Yeah, and it's, it's not, thriving. It's, it's yeah, it's there. It's alive. It's thriving with dust. We have a fake plant that <laughs> looks realer than our real plants. Really? People are like, "Oh, what kind of plant is that? What kind of yeah, tree is that?" Yeah. Or... <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. That, okay. That's that's the that's the genus. Right. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Um, underrated. Okay, I had two. Let's see. I'm gonna go with this one because it's related to what you guys talked about yesterday. I think robot Instagram accounts are underrated. Mm. There are bot accounts that, like, uh, you know, we all know about Lil Michaela, but mm-hmm. there's a lot more. There's like, um, what's her face? Bermuda is Bay. There's Blocko. Do you guys know about these? No. I mean, okay. I know Michaela, and I know like yeah. her brother. They're very much in the same unquote. vein, but. I think they're so crazy because they've really gotten down the tone of the influencers. And not only, like, at first I think people follow them because they think, oh, cool, we'll just, like, it's kind of a joke and we're all in on it. But then you're actually giving them power when they have followers, so they're making brand deals, and then you are actually just buying into their story. There's one called Bermuda is Bay, and she had, like, a little beef with Michaela because they were dating the same guy. There's, like, full-on storylines. And so she'll post stories where she's, like, uh, this man is trash and then she's like sad and then she's crying and it really even though you know it's fake you watch it and you are into it and I think uh, I mean that's the future I don't know <laughs> I remember the first time I saw a little Michaela post I was like something's wrong with her skin <laughs> and then I was like wait this, too good this is a rendering of a fake robot intelligence that has really sick style and has all yeah. off white outfits well what i love about them is that they aren't trying to hide the fact that they're robots they're out there calling themselves like it's like bot culture <laughs> i know which is so weird i guess that's what's really wild to me i mean because i do follow michaela yeah but the second like the captions start becoming real and like they're trying to create a narrative around them mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just sort of like mm. but how is that any different okay i posture you this when you look at an influ- like you probably follow tons of influencers right Ma- Miles? oh no, yeah i mean people who follow influencers most of them don't meet them in real life but they believe they're real because they are right and then they buy into their stories but really at the end of the day it doesn't really matter if there's a person behind it it's all through the screen. Right. Well, because everything, you know, through the through your eyes, you know, yeah, and, and it, the screen is truth or you can believe it to be true. So, yeah, it all it's depends. It's the singularity happening because it's doing exactly what a real thing would do at almost virtually no difference, except for you knowing it's a bot. But they own that they're a bot. And so. knowing, like, the three comedians that write for all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Do you know people who write for robot influencers? There are plenty of people who have, like, I mean, all these people, I mean, many people write for That's right. my dream job, to write for a robot, honestly. Right. I would love oh, that. Oh, hey, wow. They're harsh like test aiming, aiming high, aren't we? I would love to write for a robot and live forever. Right. Uh, actually, you know you, have, in fact, would still be mortal, right? <laughs> this is clear. I mean, Teresa obviously knows we have a lot of robots who listen to this podcast <laughs> and is trying to... Yeah, yeah. If, you, yeah, if you have uh, any need for someone very talented with the written word, yeah. please reach out to uh, Larissa So the T. people who are appearing in her pictures with her are, like, how how do those shoots happen? I don't know. That's I think there's a, model there's a model who helps occupy the physical space for Got shadows it. and things like that, and oh. then they and then they. Yeah, because some of them like are not good actors, and you can tell mm-hmm. they're, like, putting their hand somewhere that is just, like, mid, yeah. middle distance. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, so, sometimes it looks fairly seamless. Um, like, yeah, when, how do we get this Michaela on Daily Zake? Right. Yeah, we, keep, we keep reaching out to her people. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, okay, I'm not going to, like, originally I did want to, I'm not going to talk about robots, but I just need to put that out there that my myth was going to be a robot. Okay. <laughs> but you guys talked about it yesterday. 
So I'm going to do another one. Okay. Um, Your myth was going to be robots can't kill you? It was about that they're you? not – no, that oh. all men are freaking out about robots killing them, and it's not, it's not the real fear. They're just afraid of not being powerful. Oh, right. okay. Um, because robots aren't going to kill you. We created robots. Like you, if you create a robot that kills you, it will kill you. But you're creating it. Anyways, I'm yeah. not going to get into that. But um, uh, my myth is okay. So I'm dating a couple right now. It's a man and a woman, and I've never dated a couple before. And I feel like there's a myth that when it's like a guy and a gr- two girls having sex, it's like a fantasy. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's usually like the two more about the two women, and they um, most of the time we're just kind of like laughing at him. and uh and i think that that like would deter a lot of men from objectifying women and wanting to get in threesomes and also encourage more women who in like women to get into those situations because it's really fun to be like look at another woman be like that was ridiculous okay he's gonna go over there and hang (laughs) out because he's he's already he's tapped out he's tapped out yeah and we'll yeah take 45 make us a sandwich we'll see you (laughs) there you go (laughs) after the game how long have you been in this Cup, what do you call it, a thruple? Um, well, we're not serious, so I wouldn't call it a thruple. They are a couple, and we're casu- I'm casually dating them. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. so like about two months. Are y'all exclusive? No. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to like get in your business, <laughs> like the concerned mom. No, it's okay. <laughs> and, like, and are they seeing other people? They, mm. yeah. Or is it just me, my little baby? Everything is, uh, every, yeah, everything is very um, communicative and nice. Um, but yeah, I just think that's something I didn't expect. And I didn't ever think I wanted to right. be able to just like have like a, you know, an ally. Sure. Right. In, a, in a in a situation where you're having sex with a man, right, right, right. Like, in real time, you get this. <laughs> yeah, without yeah. having to text someone in the right. middle. Yeah. Of it. like right. you're not gonna believe this. It's shit. really crazy, <laughs> and it's fine. He he takes it in good fun. Like, right. I, I feel like you happy. should, right? I yeah, think that's the only fine. way that that kind of a relationship you better can have a sense stay of humor about yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Damn. Uh, all right, let's talk about Shane Gillis, guys. Okay. Speaking of having a sense of humor about yourself, yeah. Bye. So the second <laughs> the second this came out, just the video of him being incredibly racist, I immediately said to Miles, "How long till this dude is like an alt right comic?" Because it's, it's it'll yeah. it's gonna take a little bit because right. he has a weird hand to play, right? Right. He there's a maybe a chance he could re-enter mainstream comedy right. if he tried if he actually showed some kind of growth uh-huh. or repented. But mm. that doesn't look likely. So then he's going to have to become very sullen. I don't know if he's at the requisite darkness to full mm. on embrace the to become an alt right hero yet. He's probably just going to, I feel like he's going to get a much bigger fan base out of this. He's going to be able to just appeal to his fans. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think he's going to grow because of this. I mean, yeah. it's very unfortunate the way it all came out because it's like they should have just, just done their research. It's right. Like, I just think Twitter outrage sucks. But now knowing what I know about him, I'm like, yeah, no, that guy shouldn't be on TV. But. Why did that have to happen through Twitter? That's all. Right. You know? yeah. 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 Well, I mean, look, depending on who <laughs> who you get your comedy takes from, uh, there's like a really like so many people have either come to just drill, like just flame <laughs> this dude or yeah. to put on their cape and protect him. Uh, yeah. Rob Schneider is very oh notably God. recently was like. Yeah, man, I'm sorry for these comedic missteps or something like that. He's like, it's unfortunate that someone with yeah. comedic missteps. Like, no, 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 sir. This yeah. Didn't he do? Well, he's like part quote. Asian, but didn't he do like yellow face too? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and, and here's the thing with like Rob Schneider. I understand that he's maybe a quarter Filipino. He's part. He's Filipino. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the sort of thing, right? When you have like sort of internalized white supremacy. Yeah. It's the same way when I was a kid, I would do jokes that played on me being Asian or black to make my white friends laugh because they had a very one dimensional understanding of what it meant to be black or Asian. Mm -hmm. And then 
over time, you sort of get disgusted with yourself. Or yeah. if you have the wherewithal to understand, you're like, I'm performing for the dominant culture. I'm not yeah. performing to empower myself. I'm belittling myself to curry favor with the dominant culture. It's Andrew Yang. That's what we were talking about yes. with him. When like, he does yeah. the same shit, yeah. being like, well, I'm, you know, I'm an Asian, so I know doctors. Or I'm <laughs> right. an Asian, blah, blah. It's like, fam, you, if you yeah. do that in front of an all-Asian audience, they'll be like, this is tired. You right. can't do that, especially if you're running for presidency, because there are people who actually do think that. I think that's a tricky thing, as he comes from a culture where he's like comfortable enough to make those jokes to like lighten the mood if he's with people who get it, and he's just trying to call out a stereotype. But I feel like when you 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 just have to let that go because it's a stereotype. So if you're even, right. you can't just be like, and that's the good stereotype you guys think. Right. right. It's just like that's still you're speaking to people who think that then. Yeah. Right. And that's bad. Yeah. It's Wait. a good way for him to break the ice in a room full of middle-aged white businessmen. Yeah. And they're like, like, oh, good. He's, <laughs> oh, good. He's cool with right. like racism. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's all that shit and then again, uh, do you want to read Rob Schneider's? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool yeah. So take? I'll read his. Well, first of all, we I guess we didn't specifically say Shane oh, Gillis fired. got fired what? from no. SNL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So SNL statement is they decided he will not be joining the SNL cast. He had an impressive audition. We're not aware of his prior remarks. Uh, what about the mainstream him. media take here? Of the this language thing? he used is offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable. We are sorry that we did not <gasps> see these clips earlier and that our vetting process was not up to our standards. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable uh, language. Don't say racist. No. Right. Yes, yes. Well, uh, that's the thing when people say, um, oh, he's just saying what people are thinking. That, that means he's just saying what racists are thinking. Right. Like, I, I don't think that. Every, every, <laughs> every take I've seen from a comedian trying to defend it is not like one that actually acknowledges that racism is bad. Right, like the, his viewpoint is racist. That's not, right. it's not that he's making a joke, it's that it's a race. Right, it's like, viewpoint. well, he's pushing the boundary. What, the boundary of like what's acceptable discourse between human beings? Because yeah. I did not see a joke there. Yeah, so um, anyways, uh, okay. Rob Schneider's tweet. It was dear Shane, dear you just dear to at remind Shane, us that yeah. Shane M. Gillis. As a former SNL cast member, I am sorry that you had the misfortune of being a cast member during this era of cultural <laughs> unforgiveness where comedic misfires are subject to the intolerable inquisition of those who never risked bombing on stage themselves. First of all, not on stage. Yeah. Definitely right. not a joke. And he wasn't bombing. He was on his podcast laughing with his friend. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And comedic misfire? No. Uh, rhetorical misfire. Right. <laughs> and just in just in your general humanity. And I think there's something too. Even the the comments on that thread were interesting where obviously you have the people being like, Yeah, man, PC culture's ruining comedy, coming from the people who truly understand comedy. Right. Uh but then also too, like you do realize that a lot of it the com- I feel like comedians who are like coming to his defense in the most, you know, mm. aggressive way are people who see that oh, wait, I think this is, like, what he said I thought is comedy. Mm. Right. And if that isn't, then who am I? Yeah, they're freaking out because they're like, I think if they laughed along with it, then they're like, oh, shit, if you can get canceled for saying this, that means I can't think this. Right. Right. And what, now I can't do my whole, like, these are the the accents I grew up hearing (laughs) in my town from my cleaning ladies. Right. Like, type it, and you're like, what the fuck, where is this going? Um, Zach Broussard had a funny tweet. He was like, oh, now that they fired Chan Gillis, who's going to play the Asian characters? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, well, shout out to Bo and Yang, who unfortunately yeah, yeah. I think is like yeah. a victim of all this I too know. because totally. now, all, you know, we'll hopefully, you know, like we'll move this shit bird along and get to the real business when the season yeah. starts. Also, the, the Rob Schneider thing is just an example of like he, I remember the first time he was 
raging against the machine was when like somebody wrote a mean review of the hot chick or like Deuce Bigelow too, uh-huh. and like that's Rachel when McAdams he got mad. Right? Yeah, she was actually. <laughs> Uh, but now he's like suddenly the free speech spokesperson because that's a thing I was noticing when like this uh, writer for some right wing site was like the last real rebels in today's <laughs> media are and like was listing like Dave Chappelle. It was just people who have like been criticized by the mainstream media. Right, right. And like that's sort of a version of this if the mainstream media or like the mainstream culture rejects you then you automatically become this like lionized figure right yeah i'm very curious where he goes after this because i don't like any of the stuff he said and i also am like i'm glad he's not going to be on the show but i some of the like crazy outrage where people were um just like the idea of canceling someone on the day they get a job and like going back and looking at their tweets. I do feel like that's like a crazy thing to do. It's like someone gets hired, let's look for something. So I do agree with comedians criticizing that, but I think there's like a discernment. I think there's some comedians who are so afraid of, um, who haven't said anything wrong that just hear that and are like, what if I get canceled? And it's like, you won't because you don't think those bad things. So those people who are freaking out, end up sounding a little silly when they're defending him but i do understand where they're coming from well or at least that desire to immediately sort of find a reason to like disqualify someone from something but i think at this point the problem with him is he had a lot of momentum building up going into this in may he Mm. was using racial slurs to talk about andrew yang he this shit came from a year ago chris gethard like he was already on chris gethard's radar for using slurs and shit so it's funny because a lot of people already knew. Oh, yeah. So in that way, it's almost like it's not even that like they were waiting to cancel him. It's like the second they showed up to like, you mean this dude who right. we all knew is a piece of shit? Yeah, right. people in the comedy community. I didn't know him at all, but people right. from Philly said like he was an asshole to begin with. There was a he said something about like that I think is um, uh, interesting to hear because I've I've heard that like in uh, certain comedy circles and I'm just like. Being in L.A., it's, we're very sheltered. But he said, like, uh, Asian people are the only group you can still make fun of. And I've heard that from other people in, like, less, you know, whatever, woke areas. And I, I there was a moment when I was, I like... I would say a, civilized. <laughs> civilized. <laughs> yeah, there's a moment um, when I was in Improv 101 that I still remember. And I chalk it up to my teacher for this because he would do a lot of um, characters. And purposefully within improv, you can kind of, like, just have fun. Sure. And he would purposefully do caricatures and... And one time I went to his show and he came up to me. He's like, okay, I'm doing a Asian accent. I just want to let you know he was white. And he was like, so I hope it's okay. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I watched and I was like, it's fine. But it was a good moment for me because I realized he probably doesn't see very many Asian people in his audience. And the fact that I was there and he knew me, he had to think about it. And I think that was the moment he was like, Ooh. I wonder if it is okay. Right. I don't know if it's okay, but let me tell Teresa – I felt okay because I know him and him talking to me made me feel good and not alienated. But it didn't make me think probably from that moment on, he thought a little bit more about that. Cause would you, how would you feel now if someone said, hi, I'm going to do this just weird uh, one dimensional <laughs> caricature of an Asian person who is not Asian. Well, see, most of the time it's not funny. So then I, I wouldn't right. find it very funny, but I do think people just aren't used to even having to be in the conversation with Asian people. Like they're used to recording these podcasts and then it's just their friends who hear it. So the fact that Asian people on Twitter can hear it and have an opinion, they're all of a sudden like, oh, well, calm down. But they always didn't like it. They just didn't listen to his podcast. Yeah, you know? I mean, either way, I can't find it a single excuse to yeah. like whether or not right. he knows Asian people. Like just in general, right? I think as a society, 
We have to be when people go, what about fucking, you know, like what what would Don Rickles do and shit like that? It's like, yo, they were making really fucked up jokes that I'm sorry, society was just in a different yeah. place. So it's not what would they do now? They were right. they were coming from a time where we were less uh, progressive and we understood the damage that like jokes do and yeah. how they, you know, subvert the ability of people to have uh, any kind of upward mobility, mobility, socially, whatever, mm -hmm. and that you reinforce these stereotypes that put people in categories and ones that should uh, succeed and others should not. So, I, you know, miss me with all that shit, because yeah. I think at the end of the day, the best kind of comedy is going to come out of not being like, look how different this shit is from us or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's about all the way back in 2018 yeah, miles. Exactly. Right. No, <laughs> no when people do that. And I'm like, and we, and we talked Almost about it when we first brought this up of just like, if you're really on your shit as an artist, as a comedian, you can let go of this yeah. dumb shit that you grew up being like, well, self, I grew up on South Park and they did all this nasty shit. I'm like, yeah, but there's a reason why this, that is not the height of comedy for right. somebody. And the shit that you look at that you can really admire as like an artist, you're like, this take this took actual thought and was an actual mm -hmm. critique on something they observed rather than like, oh, I'm gonna do a character like that shit. It makes my shit canceled. cringe. You're canceled. Yeah, I'm yeah. canceled. I'm half Japanese, and I, even <laughs> myself, like I said, I used to think that shit was funny. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, in a way, because it made white people laugh. Mm -hmm. Right. It wasn't because I was like, this is funny. I go when I do this thing, they laugh, and I like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm being like. They think I'm co-signing this fucking racist bullshit. Right. I feel like you're like in on the joke. Well, and to clarify, I don't agree that he should do these things. I just thought it was interesting to hear that because I do think a lot of people think that. And it was interesting to like kind of break sure. that no, open of course. and be like, well, why do people think that? I think it's just because they traditionally Asian people haven't been their audience. So they haven't had to face the fact that it was never really that funny. But they always thought it was because they just could work in their bubble. Yeah, right. I just, yeah, uh, it's, like I said, I'm glad to uh, see, you know, him peace out. Yeah. Uh, and for anybody else, this is the deal. If you do some shit that people are telling you is fucked up, learn how to own that shit. Mm -hmm. Right. If you are not willing to grow, then you will be left behind. That's yeah. what cancellation is. Right. Because it's just going to keep moving. So do yeah. you want to, you want to move along? If you want to stay fixed, then we will progress without you. And right. it will feel it will feel cold out there because everybody's left and you're not willing to move along with everybody. Yeah. The First Amendment doesn't give you the right to tell whatever joke you want on SNL. <laughs> and it also doesn't give you the right to not be judged by history, which, yeah. you know, He's like in historical. Yeah. There's still consequences. He also, I don't think, was making a joke in those clips that came out. I think he was just talking. It's funny right. that comedians keep defending him like you have to be able to make jokes. And he does make jokes like that. What was that. the punchline? Yeah, right. the, the podcast was just a conversation about how he felt. Yeah. Right. So I'm pretty sure it, that's not a joke. And then, yeah, when his co-host, like, it's actually the most deceptive food on earth. It's like, right. what are you, what is this? Yeah, he tried to add ideology to yeah, it. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And finally, somebody who, you know, stands up for other cultures. Uh, Donald Trump had a rally. Uh, he's currently polling at about 25% approval among Hispanic voters. And he wanted to address that because that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, he has a tough re-election bid in front of him. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It depends on who you ask him. I mean, the economy is doing so well. But <laughs> he really needs to begin closing that gap because he can't win with his base. So he was in New Mexico. Doing the fucking his darndest, trying to court a group of voters who he so lovingly described as rapists, murderers. Right. right. 
with just like it's hard for me to describe how masterfully he threaded the needle in addressing you know what it means to be white to be per- be perceived as white to be perceived as hispanic um and just the the the, the elegance in which he tackled this mm. i guess i just do want to say i'm starting a clip of this rally where he's referring to this guy steve cortez who is a member of trump's hispanic advisory council so he's using that to lead in of like hey i understand <laughs> i understand hispanic he happens to be hispanic but i've never quite figured it out because he looks more like a wasp than I do. So I haven't figured that one out. But I'll tell you what, there is nobody that loves this country more or Hispanic more than Steve Cortez. Steve. I love that. Thank Hispanic. you, Steve. Not me, though. Not me. Nobody but him. loves the Hispanics more. Not even me. <laughs> what do you like more, the country or the Hispanics? Got it. Choose he says one, the bro. country. Jesus. I don't know. I, I, I may have to go for the Hispanics, to be honest with you. We got a lot what? of Hispanics. We love our Hispanics. Get out and vote. <laughs> oh my God! Is that for real? Wow. Yes. That, wow. It really is. He like, hit it all. He, yeah. He, he just like sli- the first time he said he just slipped in Hispanic. It didn't even make sense in the sentence. He was just yeah. like, and the I, I don't remember what it was, but he just like it felt like he was just wedged. He in loves there. the Hispanic. Yeah. yeah, the Hispanic. And what? He's, I'm going to gatekeep uh, in terms of what I will believe someone, how they can identify as Hispanic or not. Because he looks right. like a wasp. Yeah. I haven't figured it out. That's what is not there possible. To, what is there to figure out? Right. Because, I mean, they're different on the inside. It's not a fucking Rubik's so Cube. So like, how could they look it. the same on the outside? That's that's wild. It's that almost is like wacky. they're just people. Oh, right. I don't understand. Yeah. It's just a step, like, if Joe Biden's out here being like, Corn pop and his straight razor <laughs> gang tried to fight me and I had a chain. And then you got Trump being like, I love the Hispanic. Right. And this, I like also, what was he doing? Like a dual loyalty trope kind of thing of yeah. like, what do you like yeah. more, the country or Hispanic? Yeah. Right. What was that? What I think it's, fuck? I don't think it's the country. I just think it's Hispanic. Right. He's like setting up this, um, He's. I feel like he's trying to play obviously to Hispanic voters, but also to white people to be like, don't worry. Like, it's like a little wink to like, don't worry. I still, like he made that wasp joke to be like, but he looks white. Yeah. And right. that country thing to be like, don't worry. I know I'm not going to give away our country to the Hispanics. <laughs> yeah, that's he's like, right. and the don't one, worry. I can really tell the difference. And if he's around me, he's going to look waspy. Right. Believe me. Believe me. It's mind boggling because just it's him trying to speak good naturedly on the subject, but it all of his rhetoric and just everything he says and believes rests on like such a a foundation of just such wrong-headed assumptions oh, that yeah. like it's just everything bleeds through he like, has no he's not a good person deep down so when right. he freestyle improvises <laughs> he, he comes he goes in his wheelhouse and there ain't shit in there right it's and like when iggy azalea tries to freestyle that was the equivalent. It's like, huh? Trump trying to be nice. Yeah. It's, well, oh, I haven't seen the You haven't seen that? Video. It was like, no. yo, this is like so a five-year-old bad. video where she oh, is no. going so hard on her freestyle. <laughs> it's pure gibberish. It's so bad. And so people are just cheering. Saying syllables that sound Yes, like yes. <laughs> there, are, there are sounds, right. onomatopoeia, some words in English, others in languages we have yet to discover. Mm. Um, but anyway, with, with this whole thing, I just look at him and I realize, you know, his whole thing is like, okay, we gotta, we gotta win Hispanics. Yeah. So all I'll just say is like, we love the Hispanics, and that's all I got. 
because I only know I know nothing culturally to connect with or anything aside from I'll just say I like this group. Right. And this one dude. This one guy. I have this one friend. Who I thought was white. Yeah. Full disclosure. (laughs) He starts it off by saying, like, I don't even know what Hispanics are, but I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Like at a meeting, he's like, and is Steve Kortz here? (laughs) Uh, It's Cortez. (laughs) Right. No way. (laughs) Oh, C-O-R-T-E-S. That's Kortz. It's it's Cortez, sir. But you're white. Yeah. I'm I'm not. Oh. Touches his wallet to make sure it's still there. Yeah, he's like, I got to. I haven't quite figured you out, Quartz, but uh, <laughs> carry on. Jesus Christ. But yeah, look, uh, this is, I, I mean, with this, I can't imagine him bringing in more uh, Hispanic voters. But again, uh, internalized self-hatred is a very real thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, he's currently polling, according to 538, uh, 12 points underwater, uh, 12 percentage points more uh, disapprove than approve of him, which is somewhat reassuring but obama was eight points underwater at this point in his presidency Mm -hmm. so well but i guess then though too like this administration has forced people to basically say like yeah fuck it it's the racism right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. back in with obama it was like well obamacare they're gonna fucking death panel my grandma like that was the those are the talking points right and there weren't the dog whistles only came in very other ways about the president, but they were the policies. They were mostly going against policy, yeah. even though they were motivated by, I'm sure, racial animus and things like that. But now when you look at these policies, <laughs> that's, I think, forced people to pick a side here to be like, you're, are you you you're really out here saying this is what you want? Right. Because if you are, if you are brave enough to do that, OK, well, then put your MAGA hat on. Right. If not, you might want to fade away into the shadows because you can't hide behind a fucking, you know, Gadsden flag anymore. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's like a sliver of people in between the Obama approval and Trump approval. And those are the people who are like openly or or who weren't willing to admit to themselves what, mm. what their disapproval of Obama right. was about. And look, I get it. You know, I've read all the, the studies on people there, you know, they fear the waning power of their culture and things like right. that. But, you know, guess what, man? It's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I don't hey, like it. Yeah. Well, it's been uncomfortable for a lot of us, too. Yeah. Welcome. To Earth. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about what does happen in the dream scenario that Trump actually loses the 2020 election. Uh, we've talked about how different electoral things are, aren't looking great for him at this moment. It's at least as bleak as it's been at this point for a incumbent because George H.W. Bush, the last president to lose his reelection bid, was still like insanely popular at this point. It's just the economy started to hit the shitter uh, towards the end of his first administration. Um, Plus uh, Ross Perot. Right. Ross Perot came in, fucked him up. So like a couple of people are starting to talk about this thing that we've talked about before on this show that I think we need to be more aware of is that Trump, if he loses the election, is not going to go without mm-hmm. like it, it's not going to be a peaceful transfer of power like one way or another he's going to not he won't admit that he's lost like that's just something he's uh there's a slate article that just came out uh that interviews this sort of legal expert where he they say like he's temperamentally incapable mm-hmm. of admitting that he lost something yeah so yeah. his followers he's going to you know ask them to wow do something. Who do you think it? he has mm. the power mm. in terms of mm. like not in mm. his fan base, but in the infrastructure of the White House to have like some sort of 
protests if that happens because i from based on the, the way people you know his administration has gone it seems like there's a lot of people who are like keeping their jobs and you know in with him but then like secretly kind of would be like we well, can't wait for this guy to get out who might right. just drop the facade as soon as he legally doesn't have power right but i'm curious like is there a real fear of like he's got people around him in power that could keep him there so this guy who's sort of an expert on that subject says that the four main checks that we have other than the supreme court which can't really do anything to reinforce their position right now are the electoral college congress uh state governors and then the defense department which you know uh would have to kind of say fuck you to him eventually um i mean if that ultimately what it comes down to and if those are people that have to like those are the checks and let's say there were a group of rebellious state governors it's like now what are we dealing like where Mm -hmm. are we going at that point i feel like people believe in democracy on a fundamental level well not everyone but most a lot of people even if they're conservative or have views that are feel to me very hateful i think on a base level believe in like the idea of democracy and i i feel like it'd be very hard to um, uh, amass a critical group of like governors that would truly want to keep him there i don't know yeah he's i mean he's already laying the foundations for not believing any of the truth-telling apparatuses in the country with like the fake news and fake media um he during the 2018 midterms uh he tweeted something about how he thought the russians were going to interfere in the 2018 (laughs) midterms on democrats behalf which nobody had ever even remotely suggested other than that tweet. So he tries things out on Twitter. He tries out. But like, if he really tried it out, he would have tried to actually assert that that's what happened. Because once he took that L, he was just like, yeah, a lot of a lot of people should have kissed the ring. Yeah. And that's what happened. Right. He's but, kind of throwing it out to see what lands. I mean, he's a classic narcissist. Like, they'll throw things out. If something lands, then he'll keep going with that lie. If it doesn't, right. he'll just be like, I never said that. What are you talking about? Yeah. But I think, like, no president, in addition to no president running for re-election ever having been in, like, this bad a position, no president running for re-election has ever faced the possibility that they go to jail if Mm -hmm. they Mm. don't win. So, like, the stakes are high, and I think he's going to try whatever he possibly can to... And I mean, Michael Cohen said he was, like, he specifically... Uh, and I, I believe everything Michael Cohen says, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. he he was like, you guys know that if Trump loses in 2020, there will not be, he won't go peacefully, I think were his exact words. Maybe he can, like, if he if it's like America's breaking up with Trump, maybe he'll go to Russia and uh, <laughs> run for president there. Right. Because I do feel like he's doing that thing where, you know, he talks about Russia like it's the next girlfriend. Like they had a relationship and then he's like, no, 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 it's away. But then like they're still talking. Right. Something's happening there still. I feel like he's setting the groundwork to like just be like, all right, well, this country's done with me. Where's another country that I could just hop into? But then it right. would, that would force him to accept that the country's done with him. And I don't know if he can even. I don't think he's it. capable. It's of the it. whole thing is very odd to think about going into the future yeah um i think people's brains are just like stopping at the beating him because that's the thing that we weren't focused enough right. on in 2016 uh and they're like well yeah you know that that's mm-hmm. a dream or that's you know that that's something that a bridge will cross when we get to it but i i do think it's going to be a constitutional crisis 
that we're going to have to deal with uh, think, if that happens. I think we have to be focused on like beating him, but not on him accepting defeat, because I don't think that he will ever like in, in not in like physically, but in the sense of like, I do think sometimes people want justice. Right. We want to have that moment where he's like, all right, I lost. And I don't think we're ever going to get that with him. He's always going to find a way to spin it where he can't lose because he's yeah. a narcissist. But we can get to a point as a country where he's in his corner. It doesn't affect us anymore. And I think we have to let go of needing him to like, like sort of give us that remorse because I just don't think he will ever. No, no, we, right. no, we don't need we don't need closure for him. But if the armed portion of the country are, you know, mm-hmm. un- unwilling to accept the fact that he lost, like you know the and Fox News is unwilling to accept it, or at least you know reporting that he's plausibly claiming that you know the the results of the election are in question, then I. You know, that's how civil wars start. How can we ghost him as a country <laughs> yes. to get it through? Like, we don't say, like, the election results come in and just don't talk about it. But we right. know what happened. <laughs> right. And, like, it's like that time when, you, you know, yeah, you're dating yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. and they do some out. shit and you start going, and you go, oh, fuck, we're right. done. We like, just, <laughs> yeah. but, and you, but you you keep that hand close to your chest because you right. can't just be like, I'm sorry, did you just say you don't eat garlic? <laughs> we're done but now you're like okay okay and uh-huh. then try and figure out like mm-hmm. hey are we hanging out oh let me let me oh, check busy. um I'll get back to you i think right. i left something at your house like oh yeah come to the white house all your shits the response to the left. yeah we'll just start sleeping under the bed like my dog is doing <laughs> right <laughs> uh that's a subtle sign that you can put out there <laughs> it, that things aren't going well in a relationship uh, and let's check in real quick with milo yiannopoulos uh he is a you know a figurehead of the right wing movement. Yeah. Um, with a hilarious downfall. I mean, yeah. he started so strong. Uh, you know, he was like the Nazis gay golden child, um, offering them all kinds of cover. Uh, because Miles like, well, you know, I'm also part of a marginalized group and like so I'm not really a Nazi, but read my takes and it's pretty clear where I'm at. Wink, wink, wink. Um, but, you know, th- things really started to change for him in 2017 because he got a book deal, but then a video came out of him, like, defending pedophiles. And yeah. so then he lost the book deal, which made him have to resign from Breitbart. And then his checks from the Mercers started drying up, and he got into all this debt. I feel like we talked about this hilarious debt he was in. I think it was with, like, Cartier or something over a <laughs> ring he bought and then tried to return. And then they're like, no, nah, yeah. returns, fam. You money. Anyway, he's in fucking millions. And he's in terrible debt, too. Yeah. Uh, as he should be. And and then earlier this year, Australia was like, you're banned, fam. We don't fucking... Like from the country? Yeah, like, like you, the biggest country. No, yeah, no, but it's, it's still, I mean, good. Shout out to them the for being like, continent. they're being like, nah, you're good. We don't right. need you here. Uh, keep it moving, though. Thank you very much, sir. So then he was, as he wandered, you know, the cursed wastelands of the internet, he's just been desperate to get his, his vibe back because he's also been kicked off nearly every fucking social media platform, mm-hmm. too, yeah. that he's on like Telegram gram or some shit whatever the fuck that i think he's literally sending people telegrams or telegraphs <laughs> Tele- whatever Tele- the fuck Morse that is code. right yeah singing skywriting just yeah. outside right yeah. um and so he announced on his little telegraph telegram thing he was like okay i found my fursona i'm mm. a furry now hell yeah and i am a snow leopard um and here's this really cool rendering of me with my like fash wave haircut and trademark terrible glasses and i will be attending midwest fur fest uh, which is a convention to celebrate the furry fandom. And it's yeah. like in the like outskirts or to the suburbs of Chicago. But the people who are uh, in this group were like, we absolutely, first of all, furries on, on uh, by and large, to my knowledge, are not down for fascist bullshit. 
Right. So they're like, we are very, uh, dis- this is very disconcerting to think that this guy is going to come. We know what he's about, what the kind of shit he's going to pull. Um, but it also brought up these memories of like another incident with furries and fascism creeping mm. into the furry world. Uh, for people who don't know, those are people who like who have a persona. They dress up, make themselves animals through like art or costumes, whatever. Right. I'm sure you've seen it. Shout out to the furries. But they, and, it's more than just dressing up. They like it's part of their identity. Yeah, 100. Like it's deep. And, yeah, and There's so like a, commu- a big community. Around exactly. It. Yeah. And I think for most people who are savvy on the internet, you're pretty probably familiar with furries. Uh, to the you know older listeners, right? People who have just gotten out of prison. Uh, yeah. You know, the, you can take that explanation. So. The, in 2017, there was this guy who called himself Foxler, um, who like wore like black dress shirt, red tie, had a red armband, hmm. but rather than a swastika, it was a hmm. paw print. And hmm. this person swears up and down. It was like, first of all, I'm Foxler. I do not like Nazis. That photo of me doing the Heil Hitler, that was a mistake. And I think the, the timing of the photo was all fucked up. Um, my armband has nothing to do with Nazis. It's a reference to an old video game character. And my name, Foxler, is in no way a combination of Fox and Hitler. Mm-hmm. It's my my real last name is Miller. Right. So that's why I got Foxler, even though I'm, you know, fucking fox whistling the shit out of this thing. Um, and so it, it caused like a huge uh, uproar because he was like part of a group called the Furry Raiders who, again, they they said we are not political or whatever, but it was clear Right. Uh, where they mm-hmm. stood on the political spectrum. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's interesting to see that, like, these communities, even in this kind of community, they're having to, like, they're being, like, anti-fascist furries who are like, no, fuck that. Like, these people aren't pulling up here. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the the embarrassment continues for Milo Yiannopoulos. Gotta, I wonder, so he, like, posted this publicly to be like, I'll be at this thing. Yeah. Like, is there a world where he was trolling to try to get people to protest this convention? I mean, I think in some level he w- wants to probably find a outsider group, marginalized group to kind of make waves in or whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I highly doubt yeah. that he had any interest or in, like, furry culture. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, just trying to target. And then also maybe say, like, latch on to like oh furries have been discriminated against or something right, and right and then there you there. have groups like foxler and people like that and being like okay maybe they can catch this wave i'm trying to put you yeah. know get right out there and see maybe i can have a bit a little bit of a takeover so who right knows? like he i think he was hoping that furries would accept him and identify with his idea that he feels like he is discriminated against it's odd to me that like after all this after getting kicked off everything that he didn't consider the option of just like trying to be a better person like by (laughs) this time he could have improved so much right it's time to it's time to let the brand go my dude yeah i think this is kind of a good object lesson of how to protect a community like that young people who are internet savvy are able to keep these sorts of pieces of shit out of their community and protect themselves and Uh, When we come back, we'll talk about how the mainstream media is less savvy than the furry community. And we're back. And let's talk about how uh, Sean Spicer has officially been normalized. You guys, he's a he's a hoot. He's he's dressed like Cuban Pete from The Mask. Uh, doing the most painful. Ugh. I mean, I don't. Even in talking about this story, we're missing the point, right? 
mm-hmm. that Sean Spicer has been allowed to re-enter society, uh, somehow completely forgiven for his sins for being the mouthpiece for this despicable administration. Right. Um, and as actually currently the mouthpiece for a pro-Trump yeah. super PAC. Mm. Let's not forget he never he never disconnected from that world. And now we're like, oh yeah, let's let's dress him up. Let's laugh. Let's try and forget about all this shit. Let's let him create his own narrative on TV where he was like, I think a lot of people are going to see a, a side of me they never saw. It's like the only side I want to see is the back of your head when you get yeah. the fuck up out of here. It's crazy. I didn't even want to watch it because I knew like people would hate watch it. Mm-hmm. But I watched it for the sake of this podcast. But it is like clearly they know what they're doing. They're just trying to get people to hate watch. And it's like at this time, like right before the election, all of this is like very strategic for them to try to look at this all in fun, right? Because for the right, the idea is like, oh, look, like, you know, people say things, but then See? they come back. And How can fun. you be a Nazi and wear a shirt like that? <gasps> right. How can you be racist and wear a shirt like that? How can you be hell-bent on the destruction of marginalized people and wear a shirt like that and well, dance to spice up your life? really like bold colors, so that's yeah. really, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah, we know what the original uniforms look like. They were fuchsia. So <laughs> Hugo right. Boss was like, no. Yes. You're going to wear black and gray. Who had to dance with him? That she's like, I feel so bad for her. I forget what her name. I mean, is. I don't know anything about her and or Lindsay her pol- Adams, policies, I think is but her I name. feel bad for her. <laughs> well, right, because you are the person who is like the prop to stand yeah. next to this radioactive waste pile to be like, see, it's cool, it's dancer friendly. Yeah, the thirst that he like, I I did watch the his mm-hmm. routine after uh, this morning on a Twitter link that hopefully does not add to the ratings of the show. Um, but he, like, after he completed the dance, he, like, fell to his knees and, like, he had just, like, scored a Super Bowl-winning touchdown and, like, looked to the heavens and put his arms out. And I, I think it gets to the same idea we were talking about earlier, that, like, as much as the right criticizes, like, mainstream monoculture, like, they are so desperate to be accepted by it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, all they need is a little crack, and they're like, oh, thank God. Right. Oh, give it to me. He nom, got nom, nom, into nom, the nom, end nom. zone of, you know, Holly weird acceptance or right. whatever the fuck he thought that shit because, was. Because, I mean, they have kids. Like, Donald Trump has kids. Ivanka is trying to, keeps trying to. Melania has, has a beautiful son. Right. <laughs> Melania does have a beautiful son, and uh, Ivanka's still trying to get him to like move in some more mainstream directions and failing to do so and you know Sean Spicer even like he was seen outside like after the episode aired uh weeping in his car and people were like yeah I mean that's about right that's how I would respond to what just happened to you on tv um and then he explained like they were like oh wait he's smiling and he was like yeah i just was talking to my kids or watching a video of my kids watching my dance routine and um it's just this glorious like moment for him where he gets a a little bit of the a little bit of a some glow off of like this mainstream cultural institution and you know i'm sure his kids were like oh thank god dad's normal again you know (sighs) whatever the fuck this is i mean honestly milkshake the fuck out of this dude if you ever see him and i think really (laughs) if you look at his whole the i watch the routine because i like dancing right okay and i want to know what stars can dance (laughs) it was was it was violence (laughs) that whole routine was fucking violence okay and it was objectively 
horse shit. Yeah. It was the most rigid, robotic fuck. It was Look. very rigid and robotic, but that's rude to robots. And that's rude to robots. And rude to the Spice Girls. Honestly. Yeah, right. very exactly. Sad. Also, you know, protect the Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> but again, so he got a fucking terrible score because objectively that was the worst shit ever. Yeah. This motherfucker then goes into his bag and is now tweet and deleted this whole shit where he, again, made himself the victim, as they do. As That's his playbook over there on the right. Mm-hmm. Where he says, this is the tweet he deleted. Clearly the judges aren't going to be with me. Let's send the message to hashtag Hollywood that those of us who stand for hashtag Christ won't be discounted. What? May God bless you. Delete that shit, fam. Hashtag and he Christ. Did. Exactly. He's trying to like spin it. I mean, I'm sure there are other dancers that are Christian. Like He's trying to make it all of a sudden that like, Oh, they of didn't vote for me because I'm Christian. Yeah, it's part of the culture war, and this is his way of weaponizing. And in a weird way, I mean, if you really want to read through the lines and think of what kind of dog whistles are in there, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. someone's being persecuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A Christ follower is being persecuted mm-hmm. by this other industry that I've also <laughs> heard dog whistles. Oh about. yeah. Anyway, Who runs that industry, Miles? Uh, depends on depends on what uh, 4chan fucking board you're on. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, again, this is just sort of. I think he deleted it because everyone was like, "This like, is not no, it." This ain't it. Fam. And then he used a like Mike Huckabee tweet to oh like quote God. tweet and was like, "Mike Huckabee was like, if you really want to freak out the people in Hollywood, get behind Sean Spicer." Blah blah blah. He did, He's like, a the, good sport. Yeah. And yeah. then Sean's like, "Thank you so much, oh, Mr. Huckabee." I feel like it's crazy that like the Trump like it's not even the first term over and he's already like on tv you know like there should yeah. be some sort of role like after you serve public office you can't just like immediately be on one of the biggest reality shows yeah right. i think and again fucking abc pull your fucking <laughs> head out of your ass please this is the worst shit ever to put this dude on here mm. uh and i mean among all the other terrible things i mean abc was <laughs> is known for being a very diverse network <laughs> right for, even beyond that so i don't know what the fuck i'm expecting from them but I wouldn't yeah. be so surprised if, like, in 10 years, like, we were doing the presidential run as a reality show in the White House. Like, that's I mean, it where already, everything it already is, is, basically, yeah. just without, like, real, like, ad But it would, ad act, it would be like with, you know, Chris Harrison coming out to give right, a vote and right. everything. Like, and we vote. Like, they're like, if you want to like vote live. for <laughs> Hillary Clinton, text <gasps> oh, this is how you do it. You tell Trump that he can, okay, this is that what happens. That would actually be an improvement because it would be out. more transparent yeah. and direct. Yeah. You'd be like, you wouldn't be what? able to vote or suppress. We could do The Apprentice, but it's the president. Right. But you still do the board meetings, and you go... You're hired or you're elected. And right. then you get to say that. Mm-hmm. And, that's and that's your new position. Job. But you don't get to decide. You just get to say that shit and you get to shine. I mean, that well, wouldn't done. be. If he, if he gets reelected, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he pitched that idea. Like, okay, it's called the president. The president. I, well, he went after um, Obama's Netflix deal, which leads no. me to believe he's trying to set up something. Right. And he's like mad that. Like, oh, Obama's done with his job. Like, he did his job. You are like, like, Trump is trying to be like, oh, wait, wait, wait I want to be on TV. Oh, I could do that. I don't have to be the president. Right. It's like, right. You don't even want to be the president. Wait, what was the logic of that? I saw that headline. It's, he, it's just a dumb thing I think he threw out there to be like, someone should investigate this. How is right. he doing this? Like, this isn't allowed. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's, I don't even understand. It's just like, why, how are they making money? He's calling it out like he thought maybe he's treating Obama like he's still the president doing tv right yeah i don't understand i guess he's saying like maybe that the president was using his power that maybe perhaps obama was negotiating the netflix deal while he was in in office Mm. (laughs) you think this motherfucker for real 
people were banging down the door because guess what? Obama's brand is right. toxic. Right. And the best Trump's going to do is being like on NRA TV or some shit. And also every president up to this point has aged like it was fucking time lapse. Like he <laughs> was working his ass off when he was in office. Unlike you, like other presidents did not have executive time to like think about what a movie they'd want to make. Yeah. Um, well, that, I feel like that is the scary thing is to him. Um, like deals in Hollywood are just as important as things that are happening like in foreign policy because mm-hmm. he's oh, viewing yeah. that as like a very important priority that he needs to talk about as the president where it's like you should just be focusing on other, just like ignore all that no no I need a Netflix deal <laughs> yeah give me a deal on CISO now <laughs> Quibi. maybe that's what we could do give oh, him a, give deal a deal on, on CISO and yeah. just be like yo like, hey, fam, there it is homie platform Trump's for streaming <laughs> yeah. Trump's streaming platform if you want to watch him you gotta buy in here guess what we're gonna give you your own streaming platform it's called CISO right. um, it'll be active the second you leave office check it out <laughs> SNL should just hire him to replace Shane that would yeah. be better than having him as the president. I would take uh, that. Oh, fuck yeah. We could just all not watch it. Well, no, that would be unfair for the other cast right. members. Treat it, we'd treat it like the <laughs> SNL episode where he hosted oh, yeah, and just God. not watch the shit out of that. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, a bright spot. Pizza Hut. Uh, oh, bless them. Poisoning us to- Even though they're <laughs> another hyper-conservative pizza outlet. At they, least they're poisoning us with pleasure. They- have created the stuffed cheese it pizza. What? Now, what is it you ask? To me, it looks like if you spilled the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on a box of Cheez Its. That's what is this that? thing is. They say you can eat it in about. They don't give the actual dimensions, but they say it's a two to three bite. Okay, item. in the picture, it looks like a Cheez It, which I'm imagining. It looks like a throw small. pillow. In my mind, that's oh. how big that is. But that's, you're thinking like. No, probably that bucket of ketchup is like, or whatever, marinara. But I need another thing for scale. I wish, again, we we knew <laughs> what the scale was, but it, what they're saying, it's a it's a crust infused with the sharp <laughs> cheddar flavor of Cheez-It mm. and stuffed with either cheese or pepperoni and mm. marinara dipping sauce. This is what and I've been waiting for. From my purely uh, stoned uh, point of view, <laughs> this must happen. I mean- This I, has, I have to have it. I will, you know what? I'm going to try and order it. So I can we can try it on the air or it's whatever like, you call um, this on the pod soon. Like you know how they have mozzarella sticks? You sh- they should make mozzarella pillows, like, like right. throw pillows. That's such yeah. a great idea. Oh yeah, like, like those circular group, ones. Yeah, just like a giant pillow for the group, rather. and everyone can just hold on to it and eat it from the side. Oh whoa oh whoa okay you went out okay you went there. <laughs> you know they have fish bowls. They should just make mozzarella pillows. You oh, get one okay. with the table. I was right. thinking of a pillow, an actual fabric pillow oh, with that mozzarella. looks like a big ass mozzarella. Oh stick. no, I think it should be breaded and filled with cheese. Okay, I would man, you know, but like twenty minutes into that thing, when everyone's like saliva's <laughs> oh, on like yeah, their man. weird like it's rat nasty. bite part of right. the mozzarella stick, yeah. you'd be like, you know what, maybe we should throw this thing out. You got to eat it, lady in the tramp style, without using your hands. Yeah, you four just, way kiss. Yeah, yeah, like a gigantic corn cob. <laughs> Everyone, get your roll your sleeves up. We're eating this hey, gigantic <laughs> corn. Huh? How do you eat corn? Yeah, wait. on the cob. <laughs> Pretty sure. How big Why is am I on trial? I'm eat my corn how I need to with a group. Uh, <laughs> now I don't think this looks particularly good, and I'm not a huge Pizza Hut fan, but I am. I do admire the fact that they actually fucked with the bread on this. Like they changed it's the crust yeah. into yeah. cheese. It whereas I was I was very disappointed in the KFC uh, Cheetos where the breading around the chicken was did not, not turn into Cheeto. They just yeah. put a Cheeto sauce on yep. it. That's bullshit. Last company that actually changed the bread portion uh-huh. of the thing 
Doritos Locos Tacos. Uh-huh. Yes. And Preach. that Preach. is Preach. the best. Gospel. Church. Yes. Uh, so, Tabernacle. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. I don't know. Will, will we try this? Dude, if we don't try it, I will... I, I swear to God, I'm going to eat this shit this weekend. Okay. Because uh, the thing is, you know, uh, health aside, politics aside, <laughs> dignity aside, I love Cheez-Its. I remember as a child, my love for Cheez-Its was undying. And I went to a point where I ate so many Cheez-Its, I couldn't eat them anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now the time has passed. I'm remembering my past love. I'm seeing it. The glow up happened the with an ex. Up, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? Let's make another mistake. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was like topped with Cheez-Its. And I was like, that's an interesting choice. Right. Well, yeah. But I think, you know, this could be the beginning of a very great uh, partnership with right. Kellogg. Although that would be worth trying. Just order a pizza and then top it with Cheez-Its. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do you like crunchy topping on a on a pizza Sometimes. like that? Like, yeah. there's a the crunchy pepperonis. Of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to do. I think a, a number of of tests with cheese its and pizzas and figure out what the best version is. Would a cheese it melt if you no heated it up? No. It's a straight up cracker. It's just a cracker. That right. shit will turn to ash, <laughs> and then just, <laughs> just sizzle and fry. Cheese it is very uh, like innovative. They have the uh, well done cheese its that you can get. That's like the box full of the well done. They got well dones. Yeah, don't they? I don't know. I've not. Yeah. I have not bought I'm a cheese sure, yeah. since uh, Sufi Lichterman has shuttled them into the office. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they uh, there are certain like every once in a while you'll get, get one in the box well that's like yeah, a little bit darker, <clears throat> a little bit browned. It's been, like, who's been fa- a little extra who's their time. Father? And somebody, you know, found out that people were fucking with those, and they just were like nothing but the well done. Yeah. So. Cheese it's out here. Uh they're they're willing to take risks. Respect to brands who know that like like weird one off things in their box are like, what if we just did a whole thing it's of all those? Of that. Yeah. It's called understanding our consumer base. Uh let's talk real quick about the new streaming platform, but basically it's another channel that we have <laughs> yeah, to pay right. twelve dollars for or whatever. Yeah. Um NBC has announced their mm. new streaming service called Peacock. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> great peacock impression. <laughs> what does a peacock sound like? Um, uh, probably like ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. I feel like they scream. But it will debut in 2020, uh, and they got the scloosies. Oh, hold on, just really quick. This is what a peacock sounds like. Oh, I was oh, you so fucking hot. nailed it! Holy I nailed shit! It. And then <laughs> your sound. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that was. Yeah, that was scarily good. Yeah. Thank you. I am the, I'm the new Michael Winslow <laughs> from Police Academy, but I only do three accents and a peacock. You only do sounds that people <laughs> can peacock. identify. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, what is that, that what they, Peacock, you idiot. <laughs> is that okay, what they sound like? Whoa. Wow, Winslow. Michael That's Winslow. Uh, oh man, please so huh? so they have uh, is this why they put the office out on Netflix and then took it away to like get a new generation it's, excited? I didn't realize they had to pay money to get that shit back. And that isn't even them, is it? Is no, it? they're going to... I think the Office is going to be on this streaming platform. It is. Oh, it is? But okay. NBC Universal had to pay $500 million to, to regain the rights. Oh. Woo! Yeah. But I mean, you, the numbers don't lie with that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Because no, I have friends who didn't watch it when it came out and like... This last time when it came out on Netflix, we're like, oh, I just started watching The Office. Right. Show's pretty good. Getting new fans. Right. Interesting. So but yeah, they got Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, Cheers, Down Abbey, Damn. Everybody Loves Raymond, Friday Night Lights, Frasier. Well, they don't have Seinfeld. 
Yeah. So, no. And they also uh, have um damn. they're reviving Battlestar Galactica with Sam Esmail from Mr. Robot. Damn. And and this, brace yourself. I'm very excited about that. Saved this. by the Bell. With with uh reimagined by the 30 Rock writer and great news creator. What's her name? Tracy Wig- Wigfield. Wigf- Wigfield? Field. Feld. Yes. Feld. Yeah. Is it Wigfeld or Wigfield? Let's yeah. let's do it right. Great news, underrated in my opinion. Pr- that show is show. fucking really good. Yeah. And it's- it took a lot of people saying passive, like, you should check that. It's pretty funny. Yeah. The jokes are dense. The humor's it's dense. It's like yeah. 30 rock. It's like it's very 30 rockish. But if you're wondering the say by the bell thing, the reboot, uh, is AC Slater signed in? Correct. Mario Lopez is locked in. Is uh, Jesse Spano, Elizabeth Berkeley locked in? Yes, she is. Is Mark Paul Gossler, uh, noted Asian, mm-hmm. <laughs> locked in? No. Wait, what? No, well, I thought he, he was playing. Well, this is the problem. Okay, okay so he's on Mixed Dish, I think, which is on ABC. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he can't be on another motherfucker network right now. No. So if, as long as he's doing... No, I mean, if you're on a network show, I doubt they're going to be like, yeah, and then you can do an NBC Universal thing. So, But we don't know the, we don't know the points of that deal. Uh-huh. So, but... Based on everything that's being written, Zach yeah. Morris features in this whole thing. So to the premise prominently to fuck around. So this is what it is. Per a press release confirming the revival, which has been rumored for more than a year, the new show imagines a world where Zach is now governor of California. Boom. But he's in political trouble for closing too many low income high schools. God wait, damn, wait, what, what the wow. fuck? The fuck? <laughs> what are you I knew his fucking blonde haired ass was fucking against right. the God damn. Anyway, to fix his political problem, Governor Morris decides to send the affected students to the highest performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much needed and hilarious dose of reality. Wait, Wait a what? second. I don't like this. It I don't seems like, like it. It's totally just like re- just taking his name and being like, let's make another show. Right. Nothing to do with. Right. That has just. That's reverse dangerous minds. Right. It's like. Because what's, I mean, I'm thinking like, I felt like Bayside High was just like a very, like they tried to make it very like sort of any town kind of. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was meant to be like the rich kids school. There were rich kids there and then there weren't, I didn't. Well, season one was like, that, that took place in Indiana and it was just a normal school, but then it got richer and richer and more like 80s uh fantasy land mm. uh as, as it went but yeah i mean zach did i feel like zach was rich right yeah but in, it never felt like it was like oh the, we're the uh well like the way they're playing it now it's like it's, i feel like it's like gossip girl like oh the poor kids are going to like saint a's or whatever right which yeah. that wasn't the vibe i got from no no mm. i mean I thought it'd be a much more woke tale where Zach uh-huh. Morris becomes, you know, a social justice warrior, right? Governing from I don't Sacramento, need him to be the governor of California, like be the mayor of God. Bayside. What do like, you think? In my mind, what the? F- I don't even really think I bothered to think where Zach Morris would end up. Well, mm. I mean, he has one of the most underrated superpowers in the history of oh, fiction. Yeah, right. So, like, he wherever the fuck he wants to end Yeah, up. in my mind, he's like a criminal mastermind. Right. Yeah, so would he be using his powers to get into office? And they sh- his, that's what that I was hoping. Be, he should be investigating. They should be ex- well, we, exactly. exploring the studio space. And we launch shit. another show, a satirical take on this show, where we investigate the reality of this and to understand, how did Zach Morris rise to right. power so quickly? The presidency would be the only place he could blend in because he ages so much faster than everybody because mm-hmm. he's the only mm-hmm. one aging while he calls a time time out mm-hmm. so time works differently so Preach. he should be the president wow. actually wow uh yeah Damn. 
Uh, and one other thing about streaming wars <laughs> that would be funny <laughs> if he was like 65 when the when the show and everybody else they're is just like, their normal the age. They're like, oh no, something. Zach's really sick. <laughs> Zach's, <laughs> Zach must be using meth, man. What the fuck? Um, it's terrible. One other thing I wanted to point out: the rights to Big Bang Theory have gone to HBO Max for a stunning total of 600 million dollars. Wow. That. What the seems fuck? like such a weird fit, but then they're probably all just thinking about like we all want to be Netflix. We all want to be like the only one that matters. So they're trying to just like you know well, cover everything. Only, right. mm-hmm. You know HBO has prestige, but they also are going lowbrow like Big Bang Theory. Do they have a big international audience? I wouldn't think so, but I think Big Bang Theory might. No, but I mean HBO because maybe they're trying to market internationally. I don't know. I mean, Wait, I does guess... Big Bang Theory have a big international audience? I feel like sitcoms tend to have more people who like watch for like I mean, I to understand s- what America is. They'll be like, oh, oh I like right. that show, Big Bang Theory. Right. And I definitely saw it in Japan, like dubbed, and I was like, it's a no really? for me, dog. Huh? I yeah, know how a lot I met your mother had dubbed. a big audience in France. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know, everyone needs their big show horse to put front and center and be like, you know this show you're addicted to? Well, you can only get that shit here. Yeah. And I guess they're betting big on the bang theory uh-huh. i don't know i don't watch the show never seen an episode my um, parents love that shit though so am i completely out of touch or do young people like that show i'm sure people because mm-hmm. it's like it's like science adjacent too right aren't they like all fucking like theoretical particle physicists or some shit i don't watch it i don't know anyone who does but i don't particularly think it's like necessarily an old audience. I think it's just whoever watches those kinds of sitcoms. Yeah, would I watch guess it. in my mind because I'm like, yo, I ain't watching no fucking multicam yeah. sitcom. Shit. I feel like I watched multicams when I was a kid. So maybe very young people sitting at home watch it, right? And older people. And I'm sure you'll look zeitgeist gang if you're fucking Bazinga or whatever uh-huh. the fuck that shit is. Uh, Bazinga fans, let me know. Uh, is it tight or is you, do you just not like yourself? <laughs> my mom loves Sheldon. Does she? Young what about young Sheldon? Thank no, you. No, that's what I asked. And she was like, "That mm. sh- what's that one's name? He's so funny, the way he acts. Wow. Uh, what does your dad think? Does your dad fuck with Big Bang Theory? I think so. And is he I a Sheldon guy? Know, or is I don't he, know uh, the answer to that. But they probably, I'm assuming they watch watch it together. So yeah. Right. I don't think my mom's like quietly binging Big Bang Theory off in the corner. But, <laughs> you know. She's like, yeah. She's like, uh, yep, just my watching. guilty pleasure. Yep. I feel like when I hear like laugh tracks and like that sort of multicam soundtrack, I'm like brought back to like, oh, I'm in one room watching TV and my mom's like cooking rice in the other room. Right. So it does <laughs> make me feel like a homey yeah. vibe. Like oh, I don't, yeah. I don't sit down and catch up on my own now on any multicams, but I could see the appeal of being like a kid and like watching it while you're like waiting for dinner or something. Yeah. There's nostalgia. Yeah. You know I what think I mean? So. Yeah. I think that's why also I. I'm still a trash human being who watches Fuller House. Yeah. And for plus, that exact reason. So I can time travel and be like, the theme song, the <laughs> kind of same faces. Plus it helps kind you of. know when to laugh, which is useful. Yeah. Because you know? I don't know. Yeah. We are famously known to not know when to laugh. Right. Actually, DJ Daniel has an applause sign that he lights up on the on the, in the studio <laughs> when we're supposed to laugh. Yeah, like I do right that now. for all my comedy <laughs> shows. I always have a laugh track. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or just go, please laugh. that's jeb right yep jebby jebby uh well shit Teresa. it's been a pleasure having you thanks for having me this is so fun where can people find you and follow you um i'm on twitter and instagram at larissa t she's a great follow yeah i have a podcast called you can tell me anything so follow that listen to that yeah yeah check it out is there a tweet you've been enjoying um, there is. It's really, really stupid, but it made me laugh out loud. So, um, I picked it. Where did it go? 
It's by a, it was like shared as a retweet, so I don't know this user, but at Captain Calvis just said, you're telling me a banana nutted in this muffin? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It made me laugh out loud. So That is very funny. <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. A couple of tweets I like. Uh, one is someone in the comments of uh, Rob Schneider's Shane Gillis defense said, look, guys, Adam Sandler's shadow has an opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shit. That was from a Parisian Rebel at Parisian Rebel. Uh, another one from Peter Taggart at Peter Taggart. SNL must return to the hiring model that first made the show a success. Bussing talent in from Canada, giving them cocaine and having them all fuck <laughs> each other. Agreed. Hard agree. Uh, and finally, from Dana Donnelly at Dana Donnelly. Oh. Uh, I, I am allowed to ghost guys because I have a therapist who told me to prioritize my own mental health. Guys are not allowed to ghost me because none of them have therapists. Yeah. Mm, she's funny. Ugh. She is really funny. Uh, Zachary Cohen tweeted, Hook told staffers that the Saudis view this attack as their 9-11, two sources said. Uh, and Cody Johnson tweeted, wasn't their 9-11 9-11? Yeah. And Miles Gray, some dude named at Miles of Gray, just tweeted a side-by-side picture of Joe Biden and Fire Marshal Bill, and it's uncanny. Um, that is it's, fucking wild. I, <laughs> I wish it didn't ruin one of my favorite uh, In Living Color characters. Yeah. I mean, again, another show, too, where I'm sure a lot of those people looking back at their old show have been like, I don't know if a lot of this comedy is good now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Um, but see, I don't think... I, I'm surprised you don't see many people... For, uh, anyway, it's, it's funny. I always think about how... Like when you watch old and living color sketches too, or any old comedy shit, like when you realize, like, uh-huh. damn, we had to grow a lot, yeah, to be like, this is no longer shit that's banging anymore. Yeah, we all evolved. Yeah, apparently something about Mary is not as good <laughs> as I I remembered it. Yeah, uh, people yeah. were like, oh, you should listen to the Beckdale cast on that. That's a super problematic movie. So I will do that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? Uh, this, I think we're going to hear a few songs from this group in the coming weeks. Uh, but this is a group called Bacau Rhythm and Steel Band. And look what they do is they make it sound like you just got off a cruise ship but they're playing the most lit music on their steel drums and they have it's a whole band but they do a lot of covers with steel drums uh this you know let's just get gangster off the top with them they do all kinds of covers but in particular there's a cover of all for the cash which is one of my favorite gangstar songs uh produced by dj premier premier um and this is a steel drum version and mm. if a song about trying to set up a drug dealer and it all going wrong and people getting killed um, could be a fun, upbeat steel band, right? Steel, steel drum song, yeah. then I think they've found something. So Picture this is, your mom with a lay around her shoulder shimmying her exactly. shoulders to it. And then, you know, like a bunch of children with their uh, problematic vacation braids. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, no. yeah, but yeah. anyway, so this is All for the Cash uh, by the Bacow Rhythm and Steel Band. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeart radio visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's going to do it for today we will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast i want to talk to you guys then bye, bye. bye.